When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. This year marks the 35th anniversary of the premiere of TV's America's Most Wanted. After six-year-old Adam Walsh was kidnapped and killed in 1981, his father, John Walsh, launched the show to prevent other parents from going through the very same pain. America's Most Wanted aired with John at the helm for an unprecedented 25 seasons, which led to the capture of over 1,200 criminals. With its grim, gritty tone and dramatic reenactments of violent acts, the show sought to induce fear in the American public, alerting viewers to rare sensational events that led to countless captures. Walsh's status as a bereaved parent and a well-known anti-crime crusader also propelled him into the halls of power, where he bent the ear of every U.S. president to protect the rights of children and their parents. His work has been tireless, and to honor the 35th anniversary of this groundbreaking program, John Walsh joins us tonight. Thank you for being here, John. Well, I, I thank you for the kind words. I had a lot of help, and most of the help I got was from my wonderful wife, who's stuck with me for 45 years. <laughs> but um, we've had uh, a lot of good, positive things happen since the worst possible thing that can happen to you, I think, and that was the murder of our six-year-old son, Adam, in 1981. So we've had a lot of help along the way. We've had a lot of support, had a lot of legislators help me out, good and bad, whether they knew it or not, but uh, <laughs> voted for legislation that we were pushing and, and have made a lot of very great, strong relationships. And the American public, outside of my wife, I would say the American public have been my biggest supporters in almost everything I've tried to do in passage of some very tough pieces of legislation. They were the ones who pushed their senators and Congress people, members of the House, to get these bills passed. And um, they were the ones who kept America's most wanted on the air for 25 years. So my hat is off to the average citizen who has supported my efforts for all these years since Adam was murdered. Well, I was going to say, you know, you were a staple on Saturday nights. For those of those who don't really know the whole story and really what motivated you and dedicated your life to capturing America's worst criminals, I wanted to share your story a little bit. You know, you were talking about, you know, your son Adam, and, and he was murdered in 1981, and that really set a pace for you to do something uh, in, in his to honor his memory and to help others. Well, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, I say everything was done to make sure Adam didn't die in vain. And I think a lot of people probably don't know, and a lot of the fans that I have or talk to and the people who stop me in airports all the time or may not have even been born when Adam was, was kidnapped. But what people didn't know was, was the horrible response that we got and the ineptitude of that small police department and the huge mistakes they made in Adam's search and the fact that there was no search and there was no Amber Alert and no National Center. The FBI in 81 refused to get involved in any children's issues, especially dealing with kidnapping. That was not their mandate. They observed the case and told the Hollywood police and me flat out, that they were only there were specialists in white collar crime and mafia and, and uh, organized crime and it was just a nightmare and uh, I guess to keep from dying of broken hearts 
We both started to saddle up. I went for the legislation because there was a bill called the Missing Children's Bill before Congress that would mandate the FBI put the name of a missing child in the computer, into their big national crime information computer, the NCIC. And believe it or not, when Adam was kidnapped in 1981, the NCIC only held stolen boats, planes, cars, and one racehorse, no missing children, no unidentified dead, whether it was a child or an adult. It was a nightmare. So we, I started lobbying for the missing children's bill, which was opposed, officially opposed by the FBI and the Justice Department. Started borrowing money and going to Washington. And Rave started the first center, which was called the Adam Wall Center, out of a borrowed room in uh, South Florida. And so we started our battle very small, very humbly, basically out of the garage of our house. Well, there's much more to this story, and we'll continue our conversation with John Walsh of America's Most Wanted next on 720 WGN. Dave Plyer, back with you on 720 WGN, and we're talking to a true hero in the fight against crime in America, and that is John Walsh. John, we were talking about the search uh, for your missing son and the lack of resources to do so. It truly, literally was a nightmare. So we started right from the beginning. I guess I was channeling my anger and my heartbreak at at law enforcement and Rave was channeling her anger into trying to help other parents and god once adam's case became somewhat well known because we got turned down by everybody abc nbc and cbs if you can remember back then there were only three yeah, channels right, right. there wasn't the thousand fifteen hundred channel universe and they all turned us down telling us that if they did Adam's case, they would have to do every missing kid in America until David Hartman, God bless him, he was the Matt Lauer of the day. He went against his executive producer and two weeks into the search said, let those parents come up and bring a picture of Adam. So he led us on Good Morning America, and that sort of catapulted Adam's case into the national public eye. And, uh, of course, that was the day that Adam's remains were found, the worst possible day of our life. You, you mentioned the beginning of, of the conversation, um, John, that, you know, your wife, uh, you, you and your wife have been married 45 years. The, this is the type of tragic story that really does break families apart. And it really says something about you, the two of you, on the strength that you had for, you know, to, to get through this and to do something about it. It really true, truly speaks to, you know, the strength that you two have as a couple. Well, I don't want to not deal with the fact that we had some very, very tough times and almost separated multiple times. Ninety percent of parents of murder children, and there are huge chapters of murder children all over the United States because we have so much crime against children and we have so many kids that are murdered before they're 18 years old in this country that 90 years percent of parents of murdered children wind up in divorce. You have nothing in common but this horrible, horrible sadness and nightmare. And I I really think, you know, we were fortunate to have three more children. We were blessed two years ago with our first granddaughter, but I I really attribute that to Rave. I attribute the fact that she never lost sight of the focus that Adam was the real victim. I was mad and angry. I wanted to catch the guy who murdered Adam, and I wanted to arrange his death somehow. 
And yeah, I understand. And Rave kept saying, you know, we're going to change this. We need to change it. And she said, you're the articulate guy. You're the guy that mounted the search. You're the face of this family. You get out there and do what you're what you're doing on your side with the legislation. And I'll go out there and try to get get something done for as far as being proactive and preventing it or helping parents. And, of course, Ronald Reagan became our champion. I've got to say, everything they say about that man is true. And, you know, everybody wants to make him a saint now that he's passed away. But he was that wonderful man that got the missing children's bill passed. You know, the FBI gave a quote, the Justice Department to the New York Times, that bill will never pass, that couple in Florida can go pound salt. Well, that infuriated Reagan and infuriated some members of Congress. And we stood in the Rose Garden in 1983 when the missing children's bill passed, a one-page bill that simply said the FBI must get involved. And if they do nothing, at least they have to put that missing child's name and description into the NCIC. He helped us create the National Center for Missing Exploited Children in 84 with the passage of the Missing Children's Assistance Bill. And he became our champion, and every president since then has. But he was the guy who opened the doors of Congress to us so that we could talk about the exploitation of children in America. No one wanted to talk about non-custodial parental abductions. Nobody still wants to talk about sex trafficking of children. Nobody wanted to talk about pedophiles, child pornography. It, it just was an uphill was battle. Taboo. yeah, yeah. It was taboo. Yeah, to uncomfortable subjects. Yeah. And I got to say, Ronald Reagan, in his grandfatherly way, that when, when our daughter Megan was born a year and a half after Adam was murdered, he invited us to the White House so he could give some jelly beans to Megan. That's, That's the kind of guy he was. That's terrific. But he was tough on Capitol Hill, and he knew how to walk those hills and get stuff done. And to this day, I was just up there last week, you know, working on new pieces of legislation. So he showed me the way, along with some other good senators who are still my friends. Both sides of the aisle, you have to have friends on to get anything done. For example, it took six years to get the Amber Alert bill passed to make the Amber Alert a national program to use the emergency broadcasting service. Six years of more BS walking the halls of Capitol Hill, and the first year that the Amber Alert was passed, 117 kids were saved. So, well, here's um, the good news. You, you got know, it done. You made yeah. it happen, and you got it done. And I was going yeah. to say, Adam's case was finally closed. And I think about this, too. It was in 1981 when this all happened. It closed 27 years later in 2008. I mean, talk about a long a time. I tried to badger and ask and coerce and do everything I could to get that police department to reopen Adam's case. And finally, when they got a new young chief named Chad Wagner, and I will admire this man forever, and he came in, and, and Reve had said to me, John, we're getting older. Need to know who killed Adam. Before I die, I think that Otis Tool, a serial killer who was on death row in Florida, killed Adam. But no one would indict him. The Hollywood police made huge mistakes. I need to know. And I went to Chad Wagner and said, Chad, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. I'm going to go on every talk show. I'm seasoned now. It's been 27 years. I know everybody in television would be glad to talk to me about this. And he says, what do you want me to do? And I said, oh, I expected a battle. And he said, no, I have detectives that were trained at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I have a whole sex crimes unit. We owe it to you, the whole country. You know, law enforcement admires you. You're the icon for law enforcement. What do you want me to do? 
I said, I want you to let a retired detective named Joe Matthews, a homicide detective that I met over the years doing America's Most Wanted, and Kelly Hancock, an undefeated prosecutor, retired prosecutor from Broward County, to get in and look at Adam's case. Fresh eyes, open the files to him. I know it's never been done in America. It's an unsolved homicide capital murder case, but I'm asking you to let him in. And they solved Adam's case in a month. Unequivocally. Amazing. Amazing. They found huge mistakes, loss of evidence. When they arrested Tool the first time, there was a piece of bloody carpet. And you mentioned earlier in the show that no there DNA. was no DNA. Yeah. They couldn't. They If they'd have had Adam's DNA, if they'd have kept that carpet properly in the evidence room, they, lost, they made so many catastrophic mistakes. He got up. In a press conference covered live on CNN and in Fox News, and said, "We apologize to the Walshes. We made huge mistakes. This police department, this DA's office, and if if Otis Tool was alive, he, as I said, he died eight years before that on death row. He would have been indicted and convicted and sentenced to probably the electric. I mean, to the death penalty." For killing Adam sure. Walsh, and, I'm, and so I'm, you it, had that closure. That chapter. Yeah, you had it. That you had some closure there. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a TV history geek, and I was looking to see uh, John what other shows followed. You know, you you created America's Most Wanted, 25 years on the year. There was a CBS show that aired for like three three months called Wanted. I think back in the 1950s, that was about it. So this was really a groundbreaking show and I was looking at you know it premiered on February 7th 1988 uh, it was only on seven Fox owned stations at the time and within four days of the first broadcast FBI 10 most wanted fugitive David James Roberts was captured as a direct result there was proof right there in the pudding that this show was going to make an impact well the, the, the best part of that story uh, as, as you mentioned is the fact that there was no reality television. Um, I had turned Fox down for six months. They had come to me and said, caught me in a parking lot in Washington, D.C. Couldn't track me down. I was racing around the country testifying state to state because state laws are so important, spending time trying to expand the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And they came to me and said, how would you like to be the host of the first reality television program modeled after Crime Watch UK, done by the BBC in Scotland Yard in England, and on a network that's only one night and has one show called 21 Jump Street with a fledgling musician off of Sunset Boulevard named Johnny Depp. <laughs> and it started by a guy named Rupert Murdoch. So I said no for six months. I said, what the hell is Fox? <laughs> you know, there's only three networks. Who is Johnny Depp? I don't care. I don't know whatatever happened to Johnny Depp. But I <laughs> heard, heard he's very successful. He's, he's doing well, but, I heard. Yeah. yeah and I there. said, who the hell is Rupert Murdoch? And what is what is reality television? Well, nobody's ever heard of Crime Watch UK. But six months later, when I agreed to do it, I said, I want it. It has to be done in D.C., we have to have a hotline. No cops answer the phone. My hotline operators, the public is afraid to talk to police. I learned that searching for Adam. And I need to let people do it anonymously. And I need that guarantee. And I want to pick the bad guys. And I picked David James Roberts. Never remember, never forget his name. He had raped 20-plus women in Indiana, yeah. released on parole. How do you get out after released you rape 20 women? Exactly. Mm, oh on God. parole. 
and he murdered four people, two of them small children. So when I asked my wife, I said, Reve, I don't know anything about television. I don't have a clue. They've asked me to do a pilot. And at the time, Adam's case hadn't been solved. And she said, you know what, John, what if they caught this guy? What if they caught this child murder? He had escaped from prison. They had caught him previously and sentenced him to life without. He'd escaped from Indiana prison. He was out there two years. Every one of FBI's best man hunters was looking for him. And I said, you know, would you be okay with this survey? It may change our life. I'm sure we'll get threats because pedophiles had threatened us and NAMBLA, which is a horrible North American man-boy love association. Oh, I had God. testified against them. They had threatened to kill Megan. And all this, we were going through all this nightmare stuff. And she said, she kept it very clear. She said, you know what? If you could catch this guy, we've never been able to keep Adam, catch Adam's murder. It's worth it. That's what we do. And that is what you've been doing for the last 40 years. I want to congratulate you on the 35th anniversary since the very first episode of America's Most Wanted, John, and, and keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you for the kind words. It was a pleasure talking to you, David. All right. Thank you, sir.